Once you hear Dr. Dan, weekends on WJRB 95.1 FM, you'll know he's right. Really, this is a nation that is built upon the concept of private property ownership. As a matter of fact, the right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Catch Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. and again Sundays at 2.30 p.m. and 7 p.m. on News Talk 95.1. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission. To explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally, not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. I'm discussing here with uh, Jerry Hawkins an entrepreneur, businessman. He served his country in the military. He had a business, and the ATF didn't like the business. They didn't like the business not because he was, um, because he was making things that were illegal, because he really wasn't. What other people do with your products after they leave your house or after they leave your business, that's, you have no control over that. If I go buy a hammer in the department, in, in a store and use the hammer to do anything illegal, it's not the store's fault. And so I'm, I'm very impressed with your ability to Take a couple deep breaths, assess the situation, and not do anything stupid. And I will say from my point of view that faith, belief in God, uh, that ability to have that faith is what obviously pulled you through. And if I could reiterate that, that's absolutely correct. I, I don't know how we would have handled what we've been going through for the last year and a half if it was not for our faith. And a lot of people that this happens to don't have that faith. And, and I feel sorry for them. It, it's a very traumatic experience. And, and yes, indeed, our, our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ is what has kept us positive. It's kept us hopeful and it's kept our resolve. You know, my wife and I decided early on that we were not going to make any decisions out of fear. All of our decisions had to come from faith or they were the wrong decisions. And we dug our heels in and we're going to hold fast. And you were talking about some of the disturbing actions uh, of the agencies. 
the very first call the lawyer I had at the time made to the U.S. attorney. The U.S. attorney thought it was necessary to bring up how concerned the Department of Justice was that I was giving out copies of the U.S. Constitution. Let that one sink in. Yeah. They threatened, they threatened to charge me with domestic terrorism. They threatened to charge me with the, uh, the January 6th Great Peasant Uprising or whatever that was. Uh, they threatened, of course, as they always do, they threatened everything in the world. And they even said, well, he'll only spend a couple of years in jail, but we'll leave his wife and his kids alone. This is the federal government that works for us, supposedly. And this is what they're doing. Well, I think, unfortunately, you realize, and many of us also realize, that the federal government is working for itself, not for you and me. Uh, they're working, a, they are a group of power-hungry and greedy individuals who do nothing but want to remain in power so they can play with our money. They want ultimate power. Um, such a tragedy in a, here in America, in a country that started with such noble principles. So they took a bunch of things for you, and obviously you've got from you, and they've you've had re, uh, legal assistance. Um, how is that going? And what is your what's your course of action there? Well, how it finished playing out, they got an indefinite stay on that lawsuit. Now, there's a number of items that they took in the seizure that were not on the warrant. Of course, they took some silver that was not on the warrant because the warrant allowed them to take proceeds from my business. They took everything. So they took the silver that was not derived from proceeds of the business. They took money in the bank accounts that we can prove did not derive from my business. But what we're being told is, well, you can resolve all this when you go to court. The fact that they filed the lawsuit late, we can address it when we go to court. And then, oh, by the way, you're not allowed to go to court. So the first lawsuit got an indefinite stay. On October 27th of last year, we filed a lawsuit against the federal government. With the simple question to be answered and educated is, are my filters what I say? solvent filters, solvent traps, or are they firearm silencers? The Department of Justice asked for our case to be dismissed. Without even consulting with our lawyer, the judge, same judge, threw our case out. At the same time, on December the 20th of last year, the Department of Justice filed another lawsuit, civil lawsuit against us, to capture all the items that they left out in the first lawsuit. Now that's over seven months after the seizure. That exceeds that 60 day requirement by law by just a hair. But we can't argue that till we go to court. They immediately asked for a judge, the judge for a stay on their second lawsuit and it was granted. So they have two civil lawsuits that is required by the Civil Asset Forfeiture Reform Act that they were able to get indefinite stays on and they had our lawsuit thrown out. 
We appealed the dismissal of our lawsuit. It went to the appellate court, and about a month ago, we got an answer from the appellate court upholding the dismissal because we have a legal remedy in the other civil cases that aren't allowed to go to court. And we have a legal remedy in the pending criminal charges. There are no criminal charges. There is no criminal case. So they're basically saying our due process is that we wait until they decide to let us go to court. Now, in my opinion, they got here, they found nothing, and that presents a problem for them. Normally, when they raid somebody's home, they find anything. They find something illegal that they can use to get you into a small room and say, look, we got you with naked pictures of cats or whatever. If you just plead to this charge and pay a fine, we'll put you on probation. And that way, their actions never have to come to light. They are determined not to let us see the warrant affidavit. We've asked and been refused over and over and over again. Why? What are they so determined to hide? Because surely, to send an army to our front door, they had to have overwhelming evidence of a violent crime, you know, some major crime. Surely they had to have that evidence. Then why are they hiding it? Once you hear Those are Dr. questions Dan, that we weekends on WJRB 95.1 FM, you'll know he's right. Really, this is a nation that is built upon the concept of private property ownership. As a matter of fact, the right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Catch Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. and again Sundays at 2.30 p.m. and 7 p.m. on News Talk 95.1. Well, I'm discussing here with uh, Jerry Hawkins, an entrepreneur, businessman, who served his country in the military, he had a business, and the ATF didn't like the business. They didn't like the business not because he was, um, because he was making things that were illegal, because he really wasn't. You seem to have been legally stymied at every turn, right. uh, and that, of course, goes against all of the elements of due process. I mean. You look at the, the Fourth Amendment, individual, pri- individual privacy, protection against unreasonable search and seizures, requirements of probable cause supported by warrant, the Fifth Amendment, indictment by a grand jury, protection against self-incrimination, due process to take life, liberty, or property, and the Sixth Amendment, speedy public trial, informed of the accusations against witnesses and assistance of counsel. So I look at those three amendments in the Bill of Rights. To me, they've violated every single one of them in your case. They're, they're not even close. They're not even within a thousand miles of being in compliance with any of those things. And here, your what should be your help in all of this, the federal 
judiciary is uh, is obviously not willing to help you is, is a kind way of saying what I really think is going on. You know, so my comment on all of that is when our government and judicial system is allowed to unilaterally suspend due process requirements in the Bill of Rights to achieve a political agenda, we are no longer a nation of laws. We are, in fact, no better than the dictatorships, past and present, whose violation of human rights we now condemn. And that's where I think you stand right now. You stand in that, that, that sort of limbo where they've done everything wrong. Uh, they have been completely disobedient of your constitutional rights. They have trashed them and, and said they are of no value and then left you no recourse. Well, uh, sooner or later, this has to go to court. They can't keep the state forever. Um, and, and that's why my wife and I have resolved that we're going to stay the course. And we understand the potential cost. But we're not going to let them back us down. They do that to everybody. They intimidate them. They back them down. They bankrupt them till they have no choice but to give in. When they give in, these cases never go to court. So it doesn't matter how many rights they violated if it never goes to court. Right now, they're just trying to keep this out of court. And I'm glad you um, brought up those amendments, but you did not bring up the Second Amendment, because this is not about the Second Amendment at all. Right now, had I been manufacturing firearms, we could argue Second Amendment. This has nothing to do with Second Amendment. This is about can they, on a simple accusation that does not have to be proven true, take whatever they want and then deny you a chance for due process to ever prove your innocence. And that's where we're at because if they can do this to us, nobody is safe. If you say something they don't like, if you have something they want, they can just accuse you of anything and take everything. And the more I started researching this after it happened, I knew things were bad. We all know things are bad. I did not realize it was this bad. Based on some of the reading I've done, in the last 10 years, the Department of Justice has taken in over $16 billion through civil asset forfeiture on the American people. And I think only 13% of them ever get charged with a crime. Now, this money is off the budget. To my understanding is there's no accountability. They can use it for office parties. They can use it to buy barbecue grills. They can they can do whatever they want with it. Yet they accuse me of money laundering. So th there's a lot of questions. Th this is about can they violate somebody's rights just because they feel like it? Can they make up the law? Now, we had a recent Supreme Court decision that says they cannot. But that hadn't stopped them from doing it. These cases, because they're hopeful, in my opinion, they don't never go to court. If it goes to court, all this gets exposed. All of their actions come under light so the American people can see and scrutinize, do these actions have our consent? And they do not. 
So right now, I believe they're just doing everything they can to keep it out of court. Um, so we're trying to hang on best we can. We're trying to maintain a lawyer, uh, which we're about done with. We've spent tens of thousands of dollars on a lawyer on credit cards because um, they wiped out our sources of income, too. They're essentially trying to bankrupt us so we do not have the means to fight back. That, that's why they don't go after Walmart or Amazon who sell things that are closer to silencers than I do. And they even sell books to teach you how to convert it because they have the resources to fight back. They want someone who is defenseless. And if you're not defenseless, they're going to try and make you defenseless, which is what they're trying to do to us. This investigation theoretically has been going on for two and a half years. They raided our home over a year and a half ago. Now, everything I did was online. It was all public, fully described. I did no face-to-face transactions. I didn't go to gun shows. I didn't sell them out of the back of a van at a 7-Eleven parking lot. Everything was out in the open. No no secrets. Um, So what's taken two and a half years to investigate? They swore in a court document in December of last year that it was in front of a grand jury for investigation. Now, questions I have, did the grand jury tell them they couldn't get an indictment? Is it literally taking a grand jury over a year to investigate whether this thing they can hold in their hand reduces the sound of a gun or not? Or was it ever even in front of a grand jury? Again, if it never goes to court, it doesn't matter what they say, right? And that's why our case has to go to court. They have gotten too comfortable with people backing down, giving in to fear, and taking whatever they can get. And that way, everything they've done, because there are several laws that I can see in the documents they've broken. Um, There are several lies they've already told in their court documents, which is perjury, if you and I do it. So, in my opinion, they're scared to go to court. Now, they've threatened a couple of times to indict me which if they indict me, then I get to go to court. You know, after we created our website, which was kind of a slap in the face to them, they called and and basically made a veiled threat to indict us again. So where we stand right now is we're just struggling. We're hoping people can help us. Um, We're trying to reach out to as many people as possible because if the news media covered the violations of our rights by the government, as much as they cover random shootings in downtown, people would understand the gravity of what's going on. Almost everybody knows somebody that this has happened to in one way, shape or form. And these actions have to be challenged. Civil asset forfeiture has to be challenged. And, you know, you were talking about the, the Constitution, a good quote out of the Declaration of Independence, when it gets into the grievances of the king, as the reasons why we're separating, it says he has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out our substance. And that is exactly what's going on today. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. 
the right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. And call them muddy waters. And people I just love to hear that old man sing. Yeah, when I play the hoochie-coochie man I get joy in everything Everything, everything Everything gonna be all right this morning Once you hear Dr. Dan, weekends on WJRB 95.1 FM, you'll know he's right. Really, this is a nation that is built upon the concept of private property ownership. As a matter of fact, the right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral and constitutional basis for individual freedom. Catch Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. and 9.30 a.m. and again Sundays at 2.30 p.m. and 7 p.m. on News Talk 95.1.